It is Wednesday, February 10th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, the uncorruptible manager of the new Brooks Osier AEW Tag Team Duo, J.P. Shatrick. Welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Hour. What a duo that would be on All Elite Wrestling. I'm J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, NFL media analyst with us, John Ozer, Jaguars.com senior writer. We're calling this happy hour. This is the final week. It will be called happy hour on a Wednesday. But, hey, we've got the Twitter poll results and plenty of suggestions to get to a little bit later. Coaching staff announcements are still pending. We have no official word yet. We'll touch on a couple of those guys. Five weeks from today is the opening of free agency in the new league year. We'll touch on a few names each week that could become free agents and will or will they not fit with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Trevor Lawrence is throwing Friday. Alert! Media alert at one Bucky Brooks will have the call of that event coming up this week. Plenty to get to. And remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars Podcast Network on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars Give us all the comments you want. Bucky, how you doing today? Man, I'm good. I am good. One step closer to uh, the new season. The old season is done. Super Bowl is behind us. And now we're off to 2021. John, it never ends. 11 months of this stuff. Well, it particularly doesn't end when you have a, a coaching change with a team you cover. Then it really doesn't end. And uh, you know, usually if, if you're covering a team that, doesn't have transition then you get a couple of weeks where you can sort of plan get over to the senior bowl when that doesn't happen then it really doesn't end and uh i anticipate a a continued busy off season yeah and the week ahead could be busy as well the jaguars coaching staff has not been officially announced we've been teasing it for a couple of weeks on these shows but nothing official from the jaguars yet that just means, guys, that there's there's got to be just a couple of loose ends, official signings of contracts probably is it's what's left in the hopper here, John. Yeah, let's clarify. I mean, I've gotten questions in the Ozone a mailbag. Hey, what's taking them so long? I even got one in the last couple of days. Is there a problem? Look, these are announcements. They're working. They're self-scouting. They're thinking about the offseason and they're planning. When you have – I think it's going to be upwards of 20, maybe more in terms of when you talk about assistance, quality control guys, when you've got that many people and moving parts, if you want to announce it all at the same time, it's not going to happen in 14 days. Yeah, no, it's a lot of moving parts that that you're trying to navigate and put everything together. And because we don't really know the size of the staff, how many assistants to the assistants do we, do we know are coming on? You know, teams are really constructing their coaching staffs differently in this day and time. And I think what Urban had talked about, he wanted to get an elite coaching staff. And so I think you have to trust him when it comes to the process of how he's trying to put it all together. Some of the names that we've heard are solid. You think this is going to be a very, very good coaching staff, but he just probably wants to put some more sprinkles on the cupcake. <laughs> the, the amount of sprinkles is my next question. <laughs> 
you know, what, that's what the would, name of the podcast. Right. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Sprinkles on the cupcake. <laughs> How, what is the largest coaching staff in the NFL? And I think the Patriots are normally the smallest coaching staff. Do I have that right? Yeah. I, I, the Patriots do operate on a very, very thin uh, budget. They don't, they don't employ a lot of people and they believe like you cut out, you streamline some of the voices. It's one voice. It's easy to get everyone unified. Whereas when you have a big coaching staff, sometimes people can kind of take um, some freedoms and liberties with some of the coaching. And sometimes you don't get executed what you want to get done. We've seen it work both ways. Uh, it looked like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a million coaches on their sideline. Uh, I think that's kind of the norm. So we just see as long as you get good coaches and good, good players, you have a chance to win. That's what I want to see. I think everybody wants to see that moving ahead here. Uh, by the way, coming up a little bit later, we'll get into Trevor Lawrence throwing this week. Bucky Brooks will have the call of that on NFL Network. In what capacity, we'll find out just a little bit later on this Jaguars Happy Hour for Now podcast. We'll also pick the podcast name from all the submissions that were put in on Twitter this week. Uh, but five sprinkles weeks. On the cupcake. Spr- that's your, okay, sprinkles <laughs> on the cupcake. There's a late that's addition it. to the suggestions. We'll see if that makes the cut. Uh, five weeks from today, free agency begins. So whenever this coaching staff has announced, sprinkles of the cupcake, we'll have to figure out what they want to do in free agency with all the dollars they have available. So we'll start this week. We'll go through a few names that are pending free agents around the NFL and get some thoughts of maybe how they fit or might not fit with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This sounds like a fun idea fun, 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 fun it idea it's fun we're full of ideas here so let's start with some big names let's start big bucky let's start with leonard williams defensive lineman he's from right down the road in daytona how much is he going to cost does it matter is he that good can he fit right away here i mean he's gonna cost a pretty penny because he had the best year of his career like he decided in a contract year a franchise year that hey you know what i'm gonna turn it up a little bit and i'm gonna make it happen um He's big. He's athletic. He still has plenty of upside. Uh, The fact that he's from down that way certainly would make him a nice sell. In this defense, you need help on the interior. He's a guy that has been able to really do a couple different things for the Giants in recent years, inside, outside, rush the passer, be solid against the run. He is going to cost a pretty penny. We've seen the prices of those defensive tackles. Uh, Chris Jones is in that 20 million range. I don't think Leonard Williams is there, but I think he is certainly in the high teens. Obviously, Bucky, I think we've talked about this in the past with a what is said to be a weak defensive tackle draft. I maintain you can always find guys somewhere. I think you agree with that. But at the top, if you're looking for quick impact, probably not there. I assume that's going to raise the price even more for defensive tackles in free agency. What I'm wondering about, though, from you, does it matter with Leonard Williams what scheme you're going to or can he go either way? Is he that kind of a talent? where he can play in whatever. Well, I think uh, the last couple of years with the Giants, we've seen him play in a couple of different things. They put him in a 3-4 defense last year, and he kind of played a defensive end in that scheme, meaning he's really more as a tackle. Um, but when you talk about a guy who had 11 and a half sacks, 14 tackles for loss, he had the quarterback 30 times. Uh, I think for the Jaguars, he has to be a top priority. I think he can play. I think when you look at uh, what Cullen will likely do based on his background, Uh, coming from the Baltimore Ravens, he would be a great fit. He could be a dominant player. He, I mean, in a way, I could see him filling the role that Calais Campbell did a few years ago where he's kind of that big tackle. Maybe you list him as a defensive end, but he's really playing kind of 
over top of the tackle and making things happen against the run and also impacting the quarterback on passing downs. I think Leonard Williams can do that. But given the last two years and the amount of numbers that he's put up, he is going to – I mean, that's going to be a high – I mean, that's a, a Cadillac <laughs> acquisition that you're talking about. Like, you have to spend big money to bring him in. The Escalade of sorts to, uh, to come <laughs> in. A lot of money going out. All right, let's uh, go to another name that a lot of folks are throwing around on Twitter and in Jaguars Twitter. I don't know, Bucky, if you follow that too much. It is quite a uh, – mm-hmm. it's a deep well to go down a lot of times. But Allen Robinson's name is being Ooh, thrown around back. with the Bears. Do they dare? I mean, they should. He's one of the best ones out there. He's a proven number one receiver. He's big. He can get it. He can take it off the rim. He's been fantastic. He didn't get a lot of love in Chicago, obviously, because their quarterback situation was in flux, was a mess, really, with Mitchell Trubisky. But he is one of the best out there. And so if you're thinking about bringing someone in and maybe you're going to reset the wide receiver rotation with Allen Robinson being the one and DJ Tark being the two and LaVisca Chenault somehow playing the role of three, you can do it. I don't know if it's a top priority. But if he's having an affinity and for whatever reason he wants to have a homecoming, I think you certainly have to entertain the possibility. I would love to see that because I like A-Rob. You know, I feel like he liked Jacksonville and uh, would have stayed had it not got weird. It was weird at the end, remember, JP? Yeah. Because he had hurt his ACL. He had an ACL tear and then and then Tom came in. He was out for 2017. So I think they would have re-signed him had it not been for the injury. I think that's – I think that just sort of got things sideways, but that's another topic. What I wonder, though, Bucky, with the way the league's going, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I think they ought to do it. With the way the league's going, though, the Jaguars receivers are fast, but you could argue that they don't have an absolute blazer, mm-hmm. Kansas City-type guy. I know you like that. Adding A-Rob in there, do they still lack that? Are they fast enough? Uh, you know, I guess from your perspective, you see more of the league than I do. So I'm curious about that angle of that from you. Well, I think you have to think about your wide receiver core like you with a basketball team. You kind of want guys to have different skills. So you want to have some of those quick guard types. You want to have a post-up guy, a bigger player that can win the 50-50 balls, someone else who can kind of stretch the field in a different way. Uh, I think for A-Rob, I think he's the number one. I think he's kind of the anchor of the passing game. And despite the success that DJ Chark has had, I would say that Allen Robinson is a true number one where DJ Chark is probably more of a manufactured number one. He's a byproduct of they don't have anyone else who can be the lead receiver. So he is the lead receiver. I think if you bring someone in who is established like Robinson, it probably allows DJ Chark to be more comfortable on the backside of the formation. And he may get a quiet 1000 yards, but he's making the plays that he's made throughout his career. And I think what we want to do is we want to think about the quarterback is going to be young. So typically, if you want a young quarterback to flourish, you need to put him with veteran receivers that are dependable. So he knows, okay, my guy is going to be exactly where he's supposed to be so I can let it go. And that would help a young quarterback thrive. That is why you saw Josh Allen make that jump. When you surround those guys with veteran receivers, they tend to play better because there's more consistency in their whereabouts when it comes to being able to throw the rock. When fans first started floating this in early January, I sort of poo-pooed it. Because it's just hard to imagine a guy coming back. You know, that usually doesn't happen. I'm not saying it never happens, but it's, you know, it's hard to imagine because guys leave teams and there's 32 teams out there. But the more you look at this one, the more it, it might make some sense. We haven't gotten any feel from the decision makers about how they feel about things, and you usually don't with free agency. But there's no clue here. It just, 
it feels like a Rob coming back would not be as like, I can't imagine Nick, for example, you know, to get ahead of ourselves, <laughs> right. you, you know, I think that's a little different because it's yeah, so here, fresh. Here's what I would say, John, that really could bring it home. Allen Robinson played at Penn state. I think he played there right around the time urban was at Ohio state. Familiarity is going to be everything. When you think about a coach coming in, he may not know the league, but he may remember flashes and glimpses of when he faced a guy in college or whatever. I would have to check the timeline, but I think there is some You're crossover yeah. there. Um, and I think and a -Rob's a had, competitor. I think I mean, he may have fighter. had big games too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might be a situation where it could work not only because of the previous connection in Jacksonville, but because Urban is also familiar with that, you have to think he's going to trust his own instincts. And so yep. that may lead him to kind of favor some of those Big Ten guys that he's seen because he knows them at least at some level. Let's get one more in today. Let's, why not? You know, it's a, it's a position that a lot of folks are focused on this offseason. What will they do with Cam Robinson if they decide to cut bait? Do they go to free agency? And what about Trent Williams, left tackle? 49ers, big name, big dollars. What do you say, Bucky? Ooh, man, that's big name. That is yeah. big dollars. See, too. but it's a um, it's a guy you could keep around for a few years. Veteran presence. You know what yeah, you're going to get. No, look, and he had to shake off the rust after kind of sitting out for a while, came back, played pretty well. What you would wonder, how comfortable would Balky be with Trent Williams? Does he have some intel? Does he know him? Does he feel good about what he would bring? Also, when it comes to Urban, it's really important that first year, you're really trying to get the right kind of guys in the locker room. Would he be discouraged by the way that Trent Williams asked for his exit out of Washington when he left there? Like all of those things factor in. On the field, he's everything that you want because he is an elite left tackle with the size and the physicality and the toughness and all those things that you like. But you have to address some of those issues away from the building to make sure that he's going to be the right kind of guy that you bring in. Bucky, you're more of an, in, of an NFL insider. You hear more than we do. The Ravens situation, Orlando Jones. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Orlando yeah, Brown. Orlando, yeah, Orlando Brown. I always get him mixed up from my Broncos way back. What's your assessment of that and how good is he? Left tackle. Just sort of go over that situation a little bit as it pertains to maybe the Jaguars. So what's interesting is I believe he's really more of a natural right tackle, even though he played left tackle in college, and then he kicked over there this year when Ronnie Stanley got hurt, and he earned honors and accolades. So he is pushing to stay at left tackle because he also knows that's the marquee position. That's the position that gets paid of the tackles. I would say that you have to be careful with him because if you overvalue him and you pay him what the going rate is for left tackles, you may be disappointed in terms of his production and his performance playing those elite guys because when you watch Baltimore – Baltimore is successful, not because of what they do in the passing game, but because of how they run it and how they maul people. I don't know if he's one of those guys, if you're thinking about throwing 35 to 40 times, if he can hold up on that island by himself. Really good player, but I don't know if I want to pay premium prices for him in terms of draft capital and also in the contract. There you have it. Our weekly look will be our weekly look at a few pending free agents uh, about five weeks away from today and the start of the league year. A new head coach, Urban Meyer, is locked in and ready to deliver a championship to Northeast Florida. Don't miss your chance to be at the bank this fall and watch history in the making. 
Lock in your tickets and place a deposit now at jaguars.com. Limited lower bowl tickets remain. And if you have questions, call 904-633-2000 and let's go Jaguars. And remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars podcast network. You probably already have if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Give us five stars and comment about John Osher. I know plenty of people have comments about that guy. Coming up a little later, we'll get into uh, – What's his name? Trevor Lawrence is his name. The quarterback for Clemson. He's throwing on Friday and then he's going to go under the knife. We'll get some inside thoughts on that a little later. But first, hey, you know, we did the Twitter poll last week. Considering this show goes up at 8 a.m., happy hour is a little early. That makes for a long day. So not for you, JP. I know. Well, it's not the first time (laughs) or the last time that's happened. Uh, So we did a Twitter poll. Hey, what should the name be? The results, about 250 votes or so, 45%. The, the leading vote getter was Huddle Up. That was your suggestion, Bucky, right? Uh, behind the Chains was second. That's not where we want to be, but that was 26%. That was mine. Uh, 16% was other and left a comment. And then Break the Sticks, John's idea was last, 13%. <laughs> Great to see us. So, but – Sprinkle on the cupcake was not in there. <laughs> I was not so. one of the four. No. But we had so many submissions. Otherwise, on the other part, and we'll just go through a few, you know, some of the highlights here. Behind the teal, Jaguars today is already taken by 1010XL. We can't use that. Bold City, Cover 3, The Prowl, The Roar Report. I kind of like that. Pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, the Hangover, a tip to the old name, right? You're hungover the yeah. next morning. The, oh. Buck, the, the Bucky Brooks Show. How about that? <laughs> no. Uh, Wednesday wake up show. Uh, Bucky. I thought the Bucky trench. submitted something else because clearly he submitted that one. That was his. No. That was Bucky. No. That, was his, <laughs> that was his burner account. <laughs> right. Duval time. Let's see. Brains of the game. Cold shower with B.O. Brooks slash Osher. I think we'll oh, pass okay. on that one. Yeah, I think we'll yeah. pass on that one too. High IQ podcast. Cut to the chase. Crack the code. Jaguars brunch. So we need to make a decision here quickly, fellas. I mean, I, I like I like the people to have a voice, and that forty five percent to me kind of kind of seals the deal. <laughs> Huddle up! Huddle up! It is. <laughs> it's signed, sealed, and delivered. This is Jaguars Huddle Up from now on on Wednesdays. We let the people decide. Well done. All right, let's finish up today with really the big event of the off season so far for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it might be up until the draft. Trevor Lawrence is throwing Friday at Clemson. And then he's going to go under the knife, which scared the heck out of everybody that read that article when it came out the other day, guys, but it's this non-throwing shoulder. It's a labrum. Apparently mm-hmm. he'll be ready and back and all this. That's the, everybody's saying it right now, but it's surgery is still surgery. John, let's start with you here though. Uh, it's the, only chance people will get to see him throw in an environment with NFL personnel around this entire offseason. So it's a big day coming up. Yeah, first of all, in terms of labor, I never refer to anything as minor surgery because it's only minor if it's not on you. Mm-hmm. you know, so, but in this case, you know, Bucky can probably speak to this more within the league. I can't imagine anybody's really worried about this. So uh, it's sort of a non-issue as much as a surgery can be. Uh, I'm curious to hear from Bucky because I've been to a million, or not a million, but a lot of these pro days. In a lot of cases, like in 2014, when the Jaguars were going to select Blake, went to Bridgewater's, went to Blake's, went, went to Manziel. Manziel's. Yeah. yeah. 
I could see how you're getting something out of that because you're wanting to get eyes on guys, especially with Blake. There were questions over his throwing motion, which never really got resolved, and it was a thing. But he looked good at the pro day. So I could see how there's some interpretation going on. I got an email from somebody buck this week and I kind of laughed at first. And then I sort of said, well, I wonder why, what's the point. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, Great it's not question. like you haven't seen this. And yeah. when you watch him on film, I think his motion is pretty airtight. Meaning I, I'm not sure you're looking at mechanics with this kid. I think his, it's not like it's funky with Manziel and all those guys. There were questions but this guy is fundamentally pure, right? I mean, there's really nothing you're questioned physically about this guy. The only thing I can think of, Buck, to answer that question is he's doing it because if he didn't do it, it would look bad. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I'm I'm be honest. I would have advised him to put himself in bubble wrap and go hide until draft date because I don't think there's any issue. Anybody who has seen him on tape, I think they understand exactly what they're getting. They're getting a guy who is is bright, who's athletic, who has great arm talent. Um, he is mature enough to handle responsibilities that come along with being the face of the franchise. So I think this is just a mere formality. Uh, you want to see him spin it. You want to get a feel for the arm strength and all of those things. But it doesn't matter if he's short hopping balls and all that other stuff. I don't think I don't think it really impacts anything. You know, but it's one of those things like, you know, John, like you've been around this. JP, you've been around it for a long time. We do what we do because we've always done it. Like that's that's what we do. Hey, you're supposed to have a pro day before you get drafted. So let's have a pro day. And the reason it's a little different this year, because you don't have the ability to have private workouts. So your coaches won't be able to get their hands on a prospect and maybe put them through some things to see. But the beauty of being the first pick, you are picking the bell of the ball. So you kind of know exactly where you're going. Uh, You just hope that he gets through the workout unscathed. He has a successful surgery and then he is just able to show up on draft night to hear his name called. So the Jaguars, I'm going to guess, will have representation there, obviously. Maybe the Jets, why not, just in case all hell breaks loose. Who else needs to go to this thing on Friday? <laughs> well, you never know because what, what guys will convince themselves is, hey, you never, you never know. There may be a trade. The Jaguars may decide, hey, we're soliciting offers. Maybe we can get a, a big haul after everyone heard about the Matthew Stafford, Jerry Goff trade. So maybe you can get some, some ones, but – I don't know who all is going to be there. And also with, with the pro days and the way things are going, they're limiting the amount of personnel that's available to go that can come in. So I don't know if you'll see the full conglomerates that we've seen in terms of the number of people, the legions of people there, but the Jack should be there. I would expect the head coach, Ermin to be there. I would expect Balky to be there. And then, I don't know, maybe uh, an offensive coach, Daryl Bell will be there, but I can't imagine too many people being there to see him because you kind of know what he is. I mean, the rest of everybody else in the league can just watch you on NFL Network. You guys are going to carry it, right? Yeah, we're going to show some of it uh, as part of Pat's draft coverage. So we'll we'll talk right. about it. We'll we'll break it down. I'll break down all sixty of his throws and <laughs> talk about how important it is that he's able to throw on air, even though he'll never play a game on air. But hey, it's it's important. That's what we need to see. That's, that's what we always <laughs> do, right? <laughs> that's what we need to see. Make sure that the ball doesn't hit the ground because that's what we don't want to see. And I think my buddy Jordan Palmer is training Trevor right now, so. You'll see him hike the ball and backpedal and pretend to move and all that other stuff. It's, it's they're gonna chase him, chase him with a broom like they did with Manzo. I mean, I'm sure they'll do some stuff and, and spin and, and all kinds of stuff, have him do some jumping jacks before he throws or whatever they do. I I just need him to get through the 60 passes healthy, and then I don't need to see him anywhere. I just need to see him just tucked away somewhere safely in bubble wrap 
so we can break them out on draft night. I'm looking forward to seeing this on Friday, John. I'll be honest with you. Bucky's calling yeah, and, us. Uh, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But the reason you go, and I think we all know it too, no team wants to have not done due diligence in case something weird happens. You know, I mean, that's why teams, even at combine, it, had there been a combine and a, and a senior bowl season, whatever, every team would have interviewed Trevor Lawrence in some capacity, I'm sure, or had somebody talked to him at least. Because you don't want to be sitting there on draft day and something weird happens and he dropped to seven, which he would never do. I get that. But if if he does, you don't want to sit there and tell your fans, well, we hadn't done any homework. So yeah, you, that, you at least want to have a page on the guy. That and I think true. Bucky can speak to this too. Teams also like being able to interview the guy. So if in five years, all of a sudden he's a free agent, which again, we hope it wouldn't happen. You like having done homework. It's all about research. It's all about data information. Bucky has been there more than I have, obviously, but I'm sure that's a part of it too. You want to have as much data on every player as you can. You do, and you don't want to assume anything. I mean, like not saying that Trevor will be associated with this, but we saw Laramie Tunsil have an unexpected slide on draft day with some last-minute information came up. And so you want to get all of that stuff down. So in case something comes up, you have it, you can make a decision on whether you can make a move or not, because you just don't know. We're still in the process where you don't know about the background, the medical, anything. Anything could pop up. So you just want to dot your I's and cross your T's. Yeah, you don't want to be sitting there in the draft room, Buck, and have your owner say, what about Trevor? And be like, oh, we didn't really look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, Uh-oh. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, would not be good. No, it wouldn't. You, you know, you mentioned Jordan Palmer, former Jaguar, by the way. And he's really crafted himself a career, Bucky, as a quarterback throwing mechanics type guy out with XOs, I think is where he is. Uh, he has his own thing out here in Dana Point, which is just a little south of L.A. Very nice, very nice area. He's, he's, he's an entrepreneur. He's done a bunch of different things. He is the quarterback. He is guru. an entrepreneur. Yes, he is. He is. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. He is a terrific salesperson and businessman, and he can sell the best of all of them. And he's going to sell some of his quarterbacks. He doesn't have to sell Trevor Lawrence too hard, but he has done the sales job with a bunch of these other quarterbacks that he's trained. I will say he is really good at what he does. The best part of what I think Jordan does is the behind the scenes stuff, teaching guys the playbook, teaching them to understand the verbiage and the language and the stuff that they may uh, eventually have to learn. He is well tapped in to a lot of the coaches that are in the league and they kind of lean on him and they kind of use him as a conduit to get to the player. And so He'll do some of those things. So I'm sure he'll have Trevor Lawrence well prepared to put on the show. Looking forward to it. I think we're all looking forward to it. Uh, and we're looking forward to next week's Huddle Up podcast. We just renamed it today. John Ozier, senior writer, Jaguars.com. We'll look forward at some point this week, John, to the coaching announcements. Maybe. We'll see. If not, then they'll, at some point before the season, they will announce They will the announce staff. coaches before the season. I can guarantee you that. Thank you for that, John. And Bucky, right. we will look forward to seeing you on NFL Network this Friday, I guess, for the throwing from one Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, man. Looking forward to it. And because the Jaguars have the number one, I just want to make sure. Let's see if you can go 60 for 60. See if you can be perfect so we can get the energy up. Now, remember Johnny Manziel had like two incompletions all day. So that was <laughs> the best one I've seen. Let's see if he can beat Johnny.
That would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> John Osher, that's Bucky Brooks. I'm JP Shadrick. Remember, subscribe to the official Jaguars Podcast Network or on the uh, Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Give us five stars and some comments, and we will see you next week with a new name. It's the Jaguars Huddle Up Podcast on the official Jaguars Podcast Network.